Welcome to the Alcohol Rethink Podcast with me, your host, Patrick Fox. This podcast is for the guys out there who question the role that alcohol plays in their lives, men who want to stop drinking and don't know where to go or how to start. We're going to cover all of that and more. Let's go. Hi guys and welcome to episode 37 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. It is great to be with you all again and today I've got a cool topic that we're going to talk about and it's around the path to sobriety and kind of looking at the four different levels, layers, shall we say, of going from kind of acknowledging that you want to stop drinking, go like all the way through to that end result of not drinking alcohol anymore. Now this is based around a coaching tool that I use. It's called the four levels of competency. And what I'm going to do today is I'm going to just talk you through it. And I'm going to show you where it showed up in my journey and where it also shows up in my client's journey as well. And just before we begin, before we dig into that, I just wanted to kind of tell you what's been going on in my life because I think it's relevant because at the minute, we are tidying through our house. So after Christmas time, we've got kids and everything just kind of seemed to accumulate, right? As, and anyone who's listening, dads out there, if you've got kids, I'm sure you're fully aware, right? That it kind of just seems to take over, right? Like you'll have toys in random places and the sides will constantly have children's stuff everywhere. And it kind of can just build up after a while. So what we've been doing is kind of gradually just going through or one room by one room instead of just kind of getting overwhelmed with all of it and not doing anything. I've really just been focusing on like, okay, so what is it that I want to get done this week? And it's not just a case of tidying. It's like a proper deep clean, right? Like actually sorting through stuff and saying, do we even need this anymore? Like when was the last time we used it? And then just being able to say, all right, well, charity shop it is, or maybe it can sell, or who do we know who might want this? Because, if you've got something and you haven't used it for like, I don't know, six months, a year, chances are it's not going to get very much use going forward either. So it's a good time just to think about what it is that you, you do or don't want. And I guess because we're coming up to spring, maybe that's part of it as well. But it feels really satisfying, you know, really rewarding to be able to go through and have a proper clear up and just get rid of all of this stuff that is no longer needed in my life and it just makes room for new things right like it just creates more space in the home but also in my head right because I just feel a little less cluttered I'm not thinking about things that I want to get done or I'm not walking past something and getting annoyed that it's not the way that I want it it's actually just getting stuck in and sorting it out for myself I really find just clearing up those rooms is super important for me and it really does help with my thinking and that is kind of the premise of the 12-week stop drinking coaching program that I have. It's whereby I work with guys to clear the clutter, if you like, of their belief systems, their mindset around alcohol, but also their emotional life and really like walking them through that process, uh, the process we're going to talk about today of understanding why they no longer want to drink and then coming up with some ideas actions around how we're going to move through that process and you know stopping drinking is just the beginning because the stopping drinking element opens up 
you to so much more as well because you want to stop drinking i'm guessing because you want to feel better right like that's what i did i wanted to feel better i wanted to have more purpose i wanted to create more money in my life and this is the theme that i often see with clients coming through to me as well you know even incredibly successful guys can still just feel like they're going through the motions and that life isn't really satisfying and passionate for them so by being able to stop drinking what we do is we start to focus on what it is that you really want yes you want to stop drinking but what do you want when you stop drinking like what's the life that you want to create for yourself now our brains have the amazing capacity to visualize our futures okay and by doing that we are able to create these new neural pathways these new possibilities in our lives Except the challenge is, is that because of the evolution of the human species, which has been kind of essential, right? Our brains often want to focus on the, the dangers and the threats of the future, like looking for things to look out for, as opposed to looking for things that we want. And we have to be able to recognize that we are way past that point of evolution in terms of our brain right like we don't have to worry about the same things that our ancestors did so now we have this amazing point where we're actually able to start using our brains to think about things that we want right like to visualize what would it be like to be sober like what would i want to do with my free time what how do i want to have fun where am I going to use my creativity? Where am I going to redirect that desire that used to go towards alcohol or possibly even drugs and then start using that in other areas of my life? So by focusing on what you want, you begin to kind of give yourself direction, which is what we were talking about last week in Sober Goals 2.0. So knowing what you want in your relationships, knowing what you want in friendship, in your work, in your family, in home life, knowing what you want in terms of money, or sex, spirituality, whatever it might be, is all comes as a result of stopping drinking. Because when you just focused on drinking, you know, if you were like me, that became my priority. And those other things, they, they were happening, but they felt like they were happening to me rather than me actively being engaged in them. So guys, if you are sitting on the fence about deciding if you want to work with me or you want to find out more, I'd encourage you just to book a free consultation with me. You can get the link in the show notes and you can also visit my website, patrickjfox.com and book a free one hour consultation where we can really begin to look at how you can stop drinking, like what is that process going to look like? But also more importantly, like what's it going to be like afterwards? Because that's what we're really after. That's where all the fun begins. All right, so let's get stuck into today's episode. So we're talking about the path to sobriety and these four levels of competency. So I'm going to just let you know what they are right now, okay? The first one is called unconscious competence. And that is basically where you are completely unaware. You have no idea of what you're doing or you kind of lack that skill or proficiency in being able to do it. And I'm going to go into each of these in a little bit more detail, but what I'll do first is just go through them and so you have an idea. So you've got unconscious competency, basically you don't know. Then you go through to the next phase, which is conscious incompetence. And that is more where you kind of have an idea of what's going on. So you know that you want to stop drinking, but you're not actively doing anything to move towards it. 
After that point, you've got conscious competence. Now, conscious competence is where you're actually in the process of really wanting to make this happen for yourself. Like you're there, you're in the arena, shall we say, like you're there taking action. And then finally, you've got unconscious competence. For me, this is the freedom from alcohol, right? Like that complete transformation mastery where you no longer are thinking about drinking. You're not worrying about going out and being around alcohol. You're not worried about being at home on your own with alcohol. You are controlling your your urges because, well, you control them because you no longer have them, right? Because you've done so much work on understanding your triggers that you are so prepared ahead of time that they don't even become a problem. So unconscious competence is where we all want to be. Now, if I'll give you a, an example of all of those for a moment. Just think about driving. Hopefully, majority of you might have learned how to drive. If not, just kind of bear with this analogy for me. So with driving, of course, you know, in the UK, the age to start driving is 17 years old. So before you get to 17, generally speaking, you have no idea how to drive, right? Because you probably had your parents, your caregivers, whoever it might be, who've always done the driving for you. So you've not got any awareness of what it takes to drive. And then you want to take your driving lessons. So you start taking your driving lessons and this is where you're in conscious incompetence because you're aware of what it takes but you don't know how to do it which is why you need to get a driving instructor more often than not or perhaps somebody that you know who's able to take you out. And then after you kind of go through that conscious incompetence, like that stage of awareness, then you'll actually start moving towards conscious competence. Now, this is where, you know, you're going to be doing driving and you're going to need less direction from your instructor. You knowing how to change gears while look at your mirrors and indicate at the same time. And it's starting to feel a lot more natural because I remember when I was first starting to drive, you know, you have to, you do the clutch, like that's one whole process on its own. Then you have to do the gears and you have to be able to do the steering wheel, the indicators, you need to be checking your front and rear view mirror, your blind spots. There's so many different elements to that process that you're doing them all at once. So of course, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to do things that aren't in the correct format. You might grind the gears, you might indicate the wrong way, you might kind of look into a mirror and not see someone coming and hopefully not cause an accident, but you get my drift, right? So you're, you're, you're there, you're learning, and then eventually you get to this place of unconscious competence. Now, this is where you're driving and you don't even think about driving. So now when I'm driving, it's, I'm on autopilot. I really don't have to think about what I'm doing. I just go through all of those different phases. I've done them so many times. It's automated. I don't have to think about it. So much so, right, that one time I'll be driving. I did it yesterday. I went to, we were going to go to, I was taking my girlfriend to work. And on the way to work, at the end of the road, I turned right instead of left, which is the way to where I work. The reason I turned right is because that's the way I normally go. It's the way I go to do all of our kids' activities. It's where I go to pick them up from school. It's where I go to, to the shop, right? Like, I've done it so many times, my brain naturally just wants me to go that way. That is unconscious competence almost. Like, it's so automated that it just happens for you. And that's what we want to achieve with rethinking your relationship to alcohol is by going through these different levels of competency 
and showing yourself like becoming so automated in your behavior that you don't have to think about it anymore and if you think about it already like you're currently doing that in a sense but it's to drink alcohol okay like you've gone through that whole process in a way to teach yourself how to drink like you you've you're unconsciously competent in drinking you don't think about why you're drinking you just drink because you've done it so many times you taught yourself whether that's to manage stress whether that's just to go out because you think that's how you have fun and that's how you connect that's how you engage right like whatever your reasons are like that is this same process that you've already gone through so the four levels of competence or conscious competence is about learning those different psychological states that we have to progress through right like there's no other way it always happens like this in any skill or behavior that we learn, either consciously or unconsciously. So it's how we go from being incompetent at doing something to competent in doing something. Now, I just wanted to say, what does that word incompetence bring up for you? Like, just notice how it feels in your body when I say incompetent, right? Like, when I was preparing this, I was, I can't remember exactly where it's from, but like, you incompetent fool, right? I can imagine someone like a villain saying it to one of his sidekicks when he's messed something up. And I'm pretty sure Mr. Burns has said it in The Simpsons at some point or another. And for me, like I was thinking about incompetent and what that word meant. And it felt like, oh, you're stupid, that you don't know anything, that that you're also not able to learn anything. And if that's what you're thinking, if that's where your brain wants, I just want you just to step back for a minute and just to recognize that, look, incompetent doesn't mean you can't do something, far from it. It just means that you don't yet have the ability to do it, right? You don't have the, the knowledge, you don't have the skill set, the know-how. And that's not a problem. And that's why you're here and that's why you're listening to the podcast because you want to develop that know-how in yourself so that you can stop drinking. And the reason I want to share this with you is because it is how life works, right? It's how we go and do everything. But also just to demonstrate what the journey to sobriety, the path to sobriety looks like. So as you're going through this, what I'd love for you to take away is to see like you don't have to get so angry or frustrated at yourself where as you're going through this process because you're working, developing a new skill if we want to think about it like that, to enable to stop drinking, you're having to rethink, relearn how you are around alcohol, your relationship to alcohol, right? So the more compassion and understanding you can have with yourself, the more that you can see that this truly is a journey, right? Like there is no quick A to B or A to Z. Like we have to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. You have to go through these different levels of competency in order to get where you want to go. So I want to talk about them now in the realm of drinking, right? So that unconscious competence, I like to think like this is the ignorance stage, shall we say, right? Like this is where you don't know what you don't know. You're completely unaware. Except when it comes to alcohol, I think it's not even that you're unaware, it's that you're in denial. Like if you think you're unconsciously incompetent around alcohol, it's because you're choosing not to see that it's a problem, okay? And... I've been learning about all of these different biases that our brain has, right? And uh, I've shared some of them previously. And the one that comes up here in terms of like being ignorance and in denial is the confirmation bias is that you are looking for counter evidence that this is truly a problem, 
Okay, so perhaps you see an article in a magazine about red wine being good for your heart. Are you like, yeah, look, I can drink red wine. It's good for me. Or perhaps you see an article about, yeah, it's better to have a beer every day because it lowers cholesterol or some other bullshit, right? And you are looking for that evidence to justify your reasons to continue drinking. And then the second bias that comes in here as well, right, is optimism bias. So optimism bias is whereby you know the risks of drinking, right? Everybody really knows the risks of drinking. If if you didn't or if you heard someone that said they didn't, I'd be very surprised, right? Like everybody knows, and maybe that's a generalization, but everybody knows that alcohol really isn't that good for you. Or maybe they don't, right? But the optimism bias is where you you know the risks, but they think it don't apply to you, right? You think that you're above it. You you know, we see it all of the time where people just think they're above it and they don't think that they're going to be the one who's going to catch a cold or catch COVID or break their leg, right? Like it's never going to happen to me kind of mentality. And it's kind of delusional, right? But it's just the way our brain works because it wants to keep us safe. So it, it kind of fools us into thinking that we're never going to be the ones who get ill, right? But it's not true. So you've got that first level, which is ignorance and it's denial, I would say, right? Like, or if you, I mean, if you're truly unaware, and I don't, not for one minute, any of you guys listening are because you're here listening to the podcast about rethinking alcohol. But for anybody who's really unaware of the dangers that alcohol has, you know, they're in denial. So the next stage is a, uh, conscious incompetence, which is awareness. So this is where you have realized that drinking is probably causing you some challenges in your life. You're recognizing that it's a problem. And, you know, once you recognize it's a problem, this is an amazing place to be because now you're kind of opening yourself up to seeing, okay, so perhaps there is something that I can do about this. With the conscious incompetence, awareness phase I think it's more passive I think it's where you know what you want but you're kind of caught up and you don't know how to do it because your brain has been trained so often to get that uh, reward cycle of thinking about alcohol and getting a drink getting the dopamine that it's been reinforced so many times that you're not sure where to begin so perhaps this is where you start listening to podcasts perhaps this is where you join groups on social media perhaps this is where you start doing research on the internet so you're aware of what's happening you're kind of interested you're moving towards it but not actively engaged in changing your relationship with alcohol you're almost kind of just hoping it's going to change if you learn things right so it's it's passive i would say right so the awareness stage is the passive but essential right? Because you have to learn all of these different things in order for you to be able to keep moving forward. The next level then from from that awareness is, is the conscious competence. Now, I like to think about this as the, the learning phase or the choice phase. Okay, so this is where you are presented with all of this new information about alcohol, about yourself in terms of what you believe. And you are going out and you're taking action towards it. So maybe you're actually like committing to having a few days without drinking or you're not going to drink for a weekend or whatever it might be, right? Like you're actually going and you're doing something about stopping drinking. 
either you come and work with a coach like myself, maybe you reach out to a counsellor or a therapist or you talk to a friend or you're even just talking to your partner, like this is you actively going out and taking action towards this step. And this is and this is the phase that you are going to be in for the majority of this journey. Okay, so this is where you're going to be making mistakes. You're going to be fucking up. You're going to be failing. You're going to hit that fuck it button more often than you like. And I just want to say it's okay, right? Because this journey, this process, it's not linear, right? It's not just that A to B, as I was saying. It's it's kind of, it's a bit wobbly. It's up and down, right? Like Because you are retraining your brain to behave differently to think differently to feel differently so of course there's going to be resistance okay but as i was saying in last week's podcast podcast is that when we resist the resistance and we start judging ourselves we actually end up start making it even worse for ourselves because we start judging our own behavior and make it mean something about us, which makes us feel more negative emotion. The more negative emotion we feel, the more we want to escape from how we're feeling, and we use alcohol to escape how we're feeling. So it can be that bit of a vicious cycle. So in this phase, you're really committing to new ways of being. Like You're setting yourself goals, whether that's a goal of a day, a week, a month, right? Whatever it is, you're actually doing something about it. You're uncovering what you believe about alcohol you're uncovering what you believe about yourself and your capabilities and you can't skip this part of the journey like it doesn't just happen that you're gonna you did one day decide that you're not going to drink again and you never drink like if and if it does that's absolutely incredible but more often than not is this is like the biggest phase that you have to go through because this is where you start making different choices to the ones that you've made before and this is why I think the educating yourself on the true effects of alcohol is so, so important. You know, it for me, and I've said this many times, is just learning that alcohol is ethanol. Ethanol fuels planes and cars and all these other types of fucking transport. And we're putting that inside our bodies. And it's just one of my values, actually, and this is something that I work with in, in my coaching program, is like understanding what our values are. One of my values is health. And... I want to have health because the healthier I am, the more vitality I'm going to have, the more vitality, the more I'm going to be able to show up for my family, for my business. You know, like health is very important to me. And alcohol was really conflicting with that because when, as I'm sure you guys might be aware, when you drink, right, like your diet tends to get worse. Your relationships tend to get worse because you feel moody because you don't want to be talking to people on the hangover or whatever it might be. So once you start to identify your values, because it's not something we all sit around and do on a day-to-day basis, but when we realize our values, and just for anyone who's not sure, our values are those things that are most important to us. They are the things that kind of drive our actions in life, okay? So a few of mine are family, health, passion, creativity, right? Like these are the things that are important to me. And when I'm not living... within integrity like being authentic towards those values I'm not meeting my own needs when I'm not meeting my own needs I kind of 
either want to make other people responsible for them, which is just abdicating my power, or I do things that go against my values. So if I'm not meeting my needs of health, it ends up showing up in different areas of my life in terms of like being frustrated or angry. And I might pretend to myself, I don't know what's going on. And unfortunately, sometimes other people get the brunt of that. But by getting to know my values, I can really see how I'm able to meet my own needs. And the amazing thing is, is that once you start living towards your values, you start not only making changes in that one area of your life, but it kind of has a cascading effect. It starts impacting other areas of your life. So as I was saying, my values health. And I've recently this year just started going back to the gym, which I love and I always forget how much I love it. But now that I'm back at the gym, I'm also making better food choices for myself. You know, I'm making better food choices because I know that it kind of will go against the work that I'm doing in the gym. And when I'm making better food choices, I feel like I have more energy. When I have more energy, I'm able to get more shit done. So you could just see by like making one change towards something that you want just has this ripple effect that takes you to where you want to go. And that's what that conscious competency, that level of learning about yourself, that's the impact that it can have. And that's what then leads to that final point of your journey which is the unconscious competence like this is freedom from alcohol this is no longer thinking about drinking it's where you no longer worry about drinking you don't doubt yourself you're in full self-confidence that alcohol is just this thing that you no longer want in your life anymore that is amazing it really really is and it's available to each and every single one of you i promise you i absolutely promise you but caveat, in order to get there, you're going to have to be able to develop compassion, resilience. You're going to have to really be learning how to love yourself. And now if you're listening and you're thinking, what the fuck does that even mean? What I mean is it's about having respect for yourself. It's about recognizing that, you know, we're, we're human beings having a human experience like Sometimes things happen and we react before we've even had time to process what's gone on. And instead of using that as a moment to beat the shit out of yourself, let's use it to be compassionate. Let's use it to be curious about, okay, so why did that happen? What was I feeling that led me to go and drink that day? What is there that I can learn from this experience? The more reflective you can be, the more compassionate you can be, the quicker this journey will become for you so you know again it's that level of conscious competence <laughs> i've said it too many times now of like making mistakes failing but learning about what's happened okay so the more that you can do that the more you are going to be able to develop as i was saying the resilience the commitment the purpose right all of those things are so important so there we have it, the four levels of competency and your path to sobriety. Not just your path, it's been my path, it's been many other people's paths as well, right? Like going through those four different stages of kind of being unaware, aware, in that place of taking action and learning, making new choices, all the way through to freedom, that transformation that it is that you're looking for. And perhaps even as you're thinking about 
stopping drinking like what what does that last level look like for you like if you were stopping drinking if you no longer wanted drink or you no longer had desire for it in your life anymore what would you be doing differently like spend some time hanging out there right as i was saying in the beginning our brains are amazing at being able to visualize and we just have to be very intentional about what it is that we want to think about so think about what would be different what is it that you want? What is it you want in your in your life, in your relationships, in your money, with your travel, whatever it might be, right? And that's why doing your values is so important because when you know what's important to you, when you focus on what you want, you're going to be able to get those things in alignment. And when they're in alignment, that's where magic's going to happen. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you to all of you guys out there who are reaching out and letting me know the impact that this podcast is having. I find it absolutely inspiring and incredible that my words through my journey are going to be able to help you. And listen, right, I stopped drinking three over three years ago. I stopped drinking over three years ago. There was no way in earth that I ever thought that I'd be here recording a podcast for other men to help them change their relationship with alcohol. Like once you stop drinking, not only once you stop drinking, but once you stop drinking, the opportunities, the possibilities that are going to show up in your life are going to be huge, you know, and what I do now, I think is very normal. Okay. Three years ago, I would have said that this was absolutely impossible. I say you're bark maven fucking mad, mate, but it's not. It's, and it all started with me kind of understanding why I wanted to stop drinking I wanted to stop because I was not in alignment with my value or family I was not showing up as the parent that I wanted to so from this episode today perhaps just take away like what value are you not in alignment with right now what are you not doing that is actually quite important to you but alcohol has taken that preferential treatment and is preventing you from meeting your own needs, from getting you time, from getting what you want in life. Next week, I've got an awesome guest. You're going to love him. And I can't wait to share that interview with you. Thanks again, everybody. Take care and bye-bye. If you want to find out more about working with me and seeing how I can help you stop drinking and start showing up in life the way that you really want, visit patrickjfox.com to find out more or book a free consultation using the link in the show notes. Until next time, take care.